disciplined fighter, fights in the middle of the ring. Um, he, he, he has a bad habit of reaching on his defense. That's why I think he will get caught with some big shots as well. Uh, he's got a good counter. He punches in between your offense. Like, he's just very good with his timing. And he does not, like, I cannot emphasize enough. He doesn't have no waste on his punches. What I mean that is, like, it doesn't take, he has no, like, uh, it doesn't take some weird movement to punch. It doesn't take a lot of excess movement. It's just, boom, right down the middle. It is, everything is precise. And that's pretty much, like, common in that Japanese style. Is that everything they do has no excess movement to it. He has some good pop. He comes forward, and he has good whip to his combos. I'm telling you, they're like pistons. When he starts, when he gets going, he's a finisher. He's going to put you out. Um, this is his toughest opponent, though. There's no doubt about that. This is his toughest opponent. Uh, can he can he rise to the occasion? And does this does this turn into a war? Because I think it has a chance to do that. Uh, for Akhmedov, uh, is he getting better still? You know, what I mean, only eight fights. Is he is he improving? Is there any new weapons to his game? And is the power for real? You know, only eight fights. Some of the opponents are probably pretty questionable. Let's see if that power is what we think it is, right? I'm going to pick Akhmedov to win this fight. I'm going to pick a, a, maybe a late round stoppage for this fight. But I think it's it's back and forth. I think there's, uh, you know, some parts where we're going to maybe question his defense. Because I think Iwasa is, is going to be there to uh, put it on him. And I, I, honestly, if Iwasa wins this fight, I'm not stunned on that. Just from what I'm seeing in scouting, I'm not, I wouldn't be stunned for that. And my counter for that, right, is that... Akawana gets hit right down the middle between the shots because he jumps in sometimes. He pulls out. Like I said, he relies a lot on athleticism. And what he beats athleticism when you have back technique, it's timing. And Iwasa has that. So let's see. I have Akhmedov uh, late round stoppage. Late fight stoppage. Sorry. Late fight? That's your bet? That's my prediction. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my fake bet. Real money's later. No, it's the other way. Oh, they're real bets. It's fake money. Yeah. Like, but you said the other way. No, I know. I know. You're there, to, money, you're, there no to, you're there you're there no to put out my flow. I've been winning. Go. I've been winning lately. We'd be we'd be, we'd be in the goal. We'd be easy streak. Okay. Uh this Israel <laughs> Israel Martimedov versus Imani Colombo. Uh I'm gonna start with Imani Colombo because there's literally no stats on him. No, he's hard to find. I couldn't even hard to find, find footage on him. So uh he's from Congo. And nickname is The General. He has 14 wins and zero losses. So that's really all I could find about. I could not find anything else. Also, box rack is down. So the main source that I have, mm -hmm. I can't pull it up. So box rack seems to fix that. It's like if you search a certain amount of times, it just stops like working for you. I don't know why. What? Oh, yeah. maybe it would work on my phone. I don't know. It didn't work on my phone, but that's uh -oh, fine. Oh, maybe from the Wi-Fi. Okay. Well... Cool. Now we know that. Uh, and then, what is it? Ma Madrimov? Yeah, Israel. Yeah. Madrimov. Okay. Uh, he's from... Also from Uz Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Mm -hmm. He's 5'8". He is 26. He His reach is 68. Were you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. 68 and a half. Wins 6. Losses 0. Knockouts five and then total fight six um nicknames the dream mm. and he's orthodox okay so israel is one of those guys where he's gonna make an unknown fighter a known fighter and what i mean by that is he's gonna be upset one of these fights he really is i understand the hype on him right as like athleticism wise he's kind of fun to watch and everything like that he makes a lot of mistakes, like a lot of mistakes. He has like very, 
He pulls out. He uh, puts his head in the wrong spots. He overshoots his shots. When he jumps in, he has no defense. I could go. I could go like a list on the mistakes he made. If you got like a Teddy Atlas or something like that, he would go for days on the mistakes that he makes. <laughs> He's so athletic though that he hasn't been able. He no one's been able to make him pay for it, and he hits very hard. So that's a good combination to have. But when you've already been hit, I think like his last fight, he got hit pretty good. Even though he knocked the guy out cold, right? Well, he I, I think he honestly got a decision in that fight, but he sh- he really should have got the knockout for that fight because the ref messed up, fumbled it. But he hits really hard. He's really athletic. He, he, he could punch from weird angles. He does that stuff, right? But I've seen this. I've watched boxing my whole life, right? I've seen this act before. It doesn't do good against elite fighters. And it's not going to do good against uh, Colombo, right? And I, I, he could beat Colombo, right? Because he could just be more naturally talented than him. But he's going to have a tough fight. It's, I promise you, as these fights keep going on and the opponents get better, they're going to be uglier for, uglier for him. And it's going to be tough to pull out. These fights are going to be tough to pull out. Once again, his own matchmaking, very questionable on this one. No one knows Colombo. You couldn't even find stats on him. Nope. I could barely find footage on him. But what I did see, I really liked. I think he's a very tough opponent. Why does Owen saw this guy, right, from what i just seen on YouTube, and an undefeated fighter that doesn't know how to lose, and they said, let me put him in with, a, with Israel, and no one's going to know him, and the risk is far greater than the reward. Why would they do that? I have no idea. Questionable matchmaking, like I said. Now, Israel, what does he do good, right? He has, he's fast. His legs are, they, they have some explosion to him, right? He can explode into big shots into you, right? He's, uh, he's got, even for like standing awkward places, he's got pretty good balance, right? He moves around a lot. Uh, he hits hard. All these things are good. His movement is reactionary. He, I don't think he has very good ring IQ in the ring. I think he just reacts to what you're doing and he's still talented. That usually works. But I think that a guy can has set up feints, which what's Colombo pretty good at? Setting up feints. He's actually very patient as well. He actually hits very hard. He's actually a good finisher. He actually has pretty decent defense. Now Colombo's a little bit stiff on the upper body. I give you that. Uh, uh, you know he. Um, what was I trying to say? Uh, There's another. Oh, he doesn't have much level changes, right? He's kind of like he doesn't. When I mean level changes too, I mean it with his legs. So I don't mean he doesn't have like he never bends to to you know to create a a new give a new look to the fighter he's fighting or to give you know better shots and no he kind of stays at a certain height so he's a pretty tall you know he stays pretty tall pretty long uh he's got a sneaky left hook he finishes fights uh he you know he gets straight with his combos at times and what i mean by that is like if he's comboing he kind of loses himself gets real like straight legged he's kind of easy to hit at that position but that's usually when he has a guy pretty much almost out of there with his combos, he's very patient. Like, if he hits you, right, he doesn't rush him. He's not, like, just exploding with shots. No, he's like, I'm hitting you. Another shot's coming, but he's eyeing you up and down to see what's open. You know, he's eyeing you to put the put it on you. And Israel... Oh, to, like, figure out where to hit Yeah, where to put you. He's not just throwing flurries. Israel flurries. Like, Israel's going to look to flurry. He's going to look to finish. Oh. Now, listen, if Israel's so talented and athletic. Maybe he only has... How many fights did you say he has? Uh, six Israel, right? He's yeah, like six. He, uh, I thought he had more than that, but I, he, he doesn't. Six. He doesn't have many fights. Let's say I, I if you only have six fights, that makes sense. If he has fourteen fights, it's still not many, right? Right. So maybe he's still improving. Maybe they're still working with him. But a guy like that, he's so athletic and everything. It's kind of hard to teach him because he's gonna say, "Well, this has always worked for me. Why the hell would I improve it or anything?" Right? I've been knocking everybody out. Even the last fight where partially struggled and got hit and got hurt, rocked in some shots, he still won by pretty devastating fashion. So it's or it's going to be hard to you know convince that guy that he has to work on something. I think Colombo's going to pull up the upset here. This is I think I'm the only person that's going to say this in the world, right? Besides Colombo's family, I think he's going to 
Am I saying right? Colombo. Yeah, Colombo. He's going to pull up the upset here. He's going to hit him, Israel, with shots when he comes in. He's going to catch him. And he has good power. And he has good pop. And he's going to drop him. And if he doesn't, someone is soon. Right? But let's see. Israel, let's say some notes I have right here. Kind of he is what he is. That's what I was kind of saying. Uh, can, how high can a fighter get without ring IQ and technique? It, it really, it, you know, Roy Jones, say what you want. Right? Roy Jones one of the best fighters in the world. I think he had ring IQ. I just think he just did everything uh, to break the rules, and he had the athleticism to do it. I don't think Israel's um, Roy Jones. I don't think he has that kind of athleticism. I don't think he's like, uh, you know, so far superior head of athleticism compared to everyone else. I don't believe that. You know what I mean? I, I do not believe that. Uh, will his chin hold up? He's going to get hit in this fight. I promise you. So his chin's going to be, if his chin holds up in this fight, then you'd be like, hey, he has a good chin on him. And uh, like I'm saying, what I called, he will be upset soon. With Colombo, this is his chance. This is a chance that he may never get again. Even though he only has 14 fights, this is a big opportunity that he has in front of him. And if he wins this fight, he has the thing to look to me where he could be a problem. He could be a problem at this weight. Um, and there's, you know, there's this is a pretty competitive weight class, but DAZN would love to get their hands. If they have, I don't know if they have the rights to him, but they have the rights. They would love to get a guy at 155. They could compete with the Charlos and the, um, the, the, the Harrisons. And Jack and uh, Julian uh, Julian Williams, they'd love to get a guy like that. And I think that Colombo, I see some things in him. I'm not saying he's at that level. I just see some things in him that he's gonna give Ishmael uh, Israel a real hard time. Let's go to the next fight. Right, we got. And this is the first Bellator fight that I'm ever covering uh, on on this on any of my podcasts, really. And I think that that's gonna change. I think Bellator is doing some interesting things. They just got the rankings in and all that. It's easier to follow. You know what I mean? They, you got to make it easier to follow for the fans. They keep track and be able to see the fighters. And Bellator might have, and That's I'm going to let you get to the stats right now. Uh, Bellator is another version of MMA. So it's like you got UFC and Bellator is another league. Oh, got it. Okay. And Patricio, uh, Patricio Pitbull, right, might be the best lightweight in the world. And now that Khabib retired, right, and Chandler's fighting for the lightweight title which is pretty interesting the ufc to put him in the, for lightweight title right away right because if he wins well bellator has the guy that knocked him out so they could they legit have a claim that they have the best guy in the world at lightweight and he was probably the first time that uh bellator's had a pound for pound guy that has his claim in the top five so patricia pitbull look you here give me the stats oh okay so, uh, so he's from Brazil. Mm-hmm. He is five five. He weighs one hundred and fifty five pounds. He is thirty three years old. Reach is sixty five. Wins thirty one. Losses four. Wins by knockout eleven. Total fights thirty five. And nickname Pitbull, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he has a black belt in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And Sanchez is from Wisconsin. Um, somewhere in Wisconsin. Somewhere in Wisconsin. Uh, he's 5'9", weighs 145 pounds. He's 30 years old. Oh my god, like you. His birthday's in August. All right. Represent. <laughs> That's funny. Reach is 76, wins 20, losses 4, wins by knockout 1. And total is 24. He has one win by knockout? Yes. Or he's been knocked out once. Maybe I've been. Be, I think he's been knocked, been knocked out. out. Yeah. Swoops. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe. I, I would think. 
Well, you can do your own stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I know, because I know, Wikipedia has a weird like that. They have weird stuff like that. I think we're into they do, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like they break it up by whatever. Yeah, yeah, we're into weird. But stuff. he also has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Karate. Oh, there you go. And he goes by nickname El Manador. Oh, there you go. Well, he's gonna have to dodge the bull this fight and the the pit bull. I mean, yeah, maybe, but with a black belt in karate and jiu-jitsu, it's going to be interesting. Well, it's I actually, mean, they both do, but... Yeah, it's actually a rematch. Oh, it was actually it? a really competitive fight, the first one, right? Which I was surprised, because when I when I scouted it out, right? And I didn't know they had fought before. But when I scouted it out, it just looked to me like Pat- Patricio Pitbull was just a far superior fighter. If you hear snoring, that is my dog. And he <laughs> just says, screw the podcast. He you know what I mean? He so is so cute. He's just not a fan of the podcast. So he's just like, this is nonsense. No he one's like playing with me. He wants to run and play, and so he has a hard time. But we can't leave him by himself, because he'll start chewing on stuff. So he knows there's excuses being made for him. Oh. And it's coming from one side of the room. You look so tough. No, I, I love him. No, I love him. But I'm just saying, like, when it comes to the podcast... Sorry, you don't is, play with him as much as I do, so... This is true. This is true. But we have our own really special relationship and bond. Yes. I lay down, and he lays on my side. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. So, the pit bull, right? Speaking of dogs. The pit bull, to me, is just a far superior fighter. Right now, and I think that he's come into his own since the Manuel Sanchez fight. And it wasn't that many fights ago, but I think he's come into his own. Yeah, I think that his stance, right, his uh, patience. He when he fought Amanda Sanchez the first time, I think he had more movement. I don't think he has that much movement anymore. And not, not that that's a bad thing. I think he, he got rid of the nonsense movement. And when he fought Chandler, he has this big right hand and it's carrying weight classes, right? So he knocked out Chandler at lightweight. This is going back to one forty five. That that power is still there. He's positioned that right hand. He's a short fighter. He positions that right hand so he throws it up high that it comes down. You got to see like when he throws it, his his elbow. It's all the way up. It's at the ceiling. So his right hand's coming down full power, mm-hmm. right? He's, uh, like I said, good balance, heavy right hand. Um, uh, oh, his combo, he loves the left hook, right, straight right combo. He loves that combo. Uh, he's quick he, on the ground. If he takes it to the ground, he's really quick. He's not, like, trying to fill you out at all. He's going for your neck. He's, making, he's doing quick transitions. He's got a karate stance. Uh, he's 33 years old, which is kind of like where I'm trying to see, like, you know, 33 years old is not old. Like, you know, that's like, to me, like, still in your, could be still in your prime. But it could be also where you fall off. It's like right at that line where you got to watch. But he's been on a run right now. You know what I mean? He's looked devastating. We come with Manuel Sanchez, right? He's going to take chances. He's going to put a lot of pressure on you. Um, he, he mixes up his punches and kicks pretty uh, pretty well. He don't mind taking the fight anywhere. He don't even mind getting to his back, honestly. And I think he's... You could take him to his back uh, pretty easily, I think, just by the way his stance is. I think he loses his legs underneath him. Uh, you know, he's a little, he's stiff. He's he's kind of stiff with his punches. He's stiff upper body. Doesn't have like a lot of defense that I see. Um, he has good work rate. Uh, and he, he, I've seen him kill to the body. You know what I mean? I've seen, he's not. A, he's gonna take what you give him. I just think that he makes a lot of mistakes, and I think that defensively he's flawed for that heavy right hand. And I think he's he's gonna. Pull back with his only his upper body and get a massive right hand, and he's gonna go to sleep. That's the way I see this fight ending. Um, the counter to that would be that he's a pressure, and he's just one of those guys that he, he just knows Patricio. Um, they've had a war. He knows Patricio's style, mm-hmm. and he just he, he's, he's just one of those guys. This happens in gyms a lot. Like the people don't know, right? There'll be a guy that's like high level, right? He's the best guy in the gym, and there's some guy in the gym who's just like a middle of the road fighter, but for some reason he gives the high level guy all 
the problems of the world. Well, I'm not saying Emmanuel Sanchez is in high level. He is. Obviously, he's at this point. He won, he's on this point of the tournament. But I don't think he's at the skill level of Patricio. But something about his style may just give Patricio a, a, you know, a, a, hard, a hard time every time they fight. I think Patricio got a lot better for the last fight. I expect him to look dominant in this fight. And I expect to get an early KO. But I can see Emmanuel Sanchez just working through those shots. Seems to have a good chin, right? And I think I can see him applying the pressure and Patricio just getting out of his game. And that's, that's what happens when you apply pressure. The guy can't sit on the punches anymore. Uh, energy gets drained and it's get a tough competitive fight that Amanda Sanchez could take away a decision. I'm going to pick Patricio Pitbull. And that leads me to my bets. Now these are fake money, real bets. And I killed it <laughs> last week, right? I killed it. I've got back to 864,000. Now I remember I started at a million. That's okay. I was at 1.2. We dropped all the way down to 6, right? 4. Was I? Yeah, I was at 4. Yeah. Now I got back to 864, right? This is I'm taking a big swing this week, right? I'm either going to come back next week desperate or I'm going to come back, you know, on a yacht. Imaginary, but a yacht. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hypothetical. Hypothetical yacht. It's gonna be like next week, right? If I'm do, if I hit on these, we're gonna be like, let's start putting Ow, some. Okay. I'm sorry, I know your leg is. I'm using your leg as a table right now, <laughs> but they're gonna. Jade's gonna be begging me to put the house, the mortgage, right? No, to, I to mortgage our future, right? Because I'm so hot with these bets. But in your dreams, and then you'll wake up and be let me, like, let me tell you why. I, I let me tell you why, right? You have to have a bet segment. Why I have a bet segment. And I'm going long on this podcast. I know. I'm getting a little closer to four. It's going to be the longest podcast we've had. Right? Why I'm why I have a segment. It's because in the why you got to study this. The betting, it, you can get creative with it. Right? Jamal Herring and Frampton, that's a close call to me. I'm picking Jamal Herring, but it's super close. And the odds are good. Either way you pick it, you're getting your money. You'll get a good bu- uh, value for your buck. Right? But I'm going to get a little creative with it. Either of these guys is a real knockout artist, especially Frampton at a higher weight. I'm gonna take Jamel, I'm gonna take Jamel Herring and Frampton to go over ten and a half rounds. I would take them the decision if they offered that. Ten and a half rounds is even better. And that's minus three ninety. I'm gonna bet four hundred K on them God. going over ten and a half rounds to win hundred and three K. Right? I I just can't see either one stopping each other. I really can't. I think this is gonna be a close competitive fight. And I don't think the offense is gonna be Extreme wild. You know what I mean? Like, Frampton slugged out with Leo Santa Cruz. They still both want to decision, both fights. I, this is going to go to decision. There, to me, there's no doubt in my mind. Now I'm going to take a chance, right? Because I feel a little confident. I'm going to take a little chance. I'm going to throw 10K on Jamal Herring and Frampton being a draw. Because you know what the draw is? It's plus 1,400. So that means if I put 10K on it, I get 140K if I win that. If this fight's a draw, which I expected to go decision already... So I'm going to win if they go over 10 fight rounds. I expect it to be close. I expect Frampton to flurry at points. And I expect Jamal Herring to fight from a distance at points. It's going to be a real hard fight to score. It's also going to be whatever the judge prefers, right? You got three judges. One prefers aggressive. The other prefers, uh, you know, clean punches. And you got the, the, the third one is a toss-up. This is the kind of fight that ends in a draw. Not a lot of power. I mean, wouldn't be surprised. 10K. I'm willing to risk it. My upset. Imani Colombo over... Israel, uh, sorry, I keep pounding your like Israel, uh, Mar, what, how do you say his name again? Madrinov, Madrinov, right? I told you he's going to be upset at one point. Might as well start putting the money on that train now. I'm going to take Colombo 
That's 50, it's a plus 500, I'll bet 50K on it, and I win 250K on those odds. I, I can't pass it up. If I see a chance of an upset with those kind of odds, you gotta take a chance. What's it's all, an upset? An upset's when the underdog beats the person oh, favored okay. in the fight. I was gonna bet Iwasa, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was gonna bet him, right? Not only because I don't think he's gonna win. I think I picked the other guy to win, but it was, it was worth it, plus 450. I think it's a, a little bit more competitive fight than people are thinking. But I don't feel like throwing away 10K. And I think that goes against my strategy inside to just throwing away money. I'm not going to throw away money. I already risked the 10K for the draw. That's ris risky enough that I'm taking. That's mm -hmm. li let me risk that. So, so I'm not living too far on the edge. Yeah, kind of I'm living on the edge, but not too far. Iwasa and Akhmedov, I'm going to stay away from that fight. I think it's a close competitive fight. The odds for our, uh, for uh, MJ aren't great uh, are too, too great for me to even win anything or risk all that. So I'm just going to stay away from that fight. Patricio Pitbull over Sanchez, I'm betting big. Minus 255, I'm going to bet 300K. I'm going to win 118K on that fight. I feel like Patricio Pitbull is a pound-for-pound -pound talent. And uh, uh, Sanchez, he isn't. And I know the fight was close before, so maybe that's why the odds are closer. But to me, it's just it's there are two different stratospheres of the talent. I was going to play the parlay, right, with the Iwasa, and that would have been plus 5,672, right? And I could bet 10K to win $576,000, right? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to play it smart. I'm going to keep the money close, right? I feel good with these bets. If this parlay hits, I'll feel like an idiot. You'll, I'll, you'll hear from me. I'll be crying on the podcast. But I feel good with these bets. If someone's betting with me, I want them to win money. I don't want them just risking because I'm risking. You know what I mean? I'm, well, you're not really risking. I'm risking my pride. And let me tell you something. When I'm watching these fights and the sweats I'm breaking out to, it's like my money's really out there. Okay? <laughs> so... And hopefully this podcast makes me money one day. So I am kind of risking something, right? I guess. You're street cred. Yes, exactly. Guys, this has been the Mouthpiece Podcast. It feels really good to have Jade back. <laughs> she added another 20 minutes to this podcast. Um, <laughs> talking about MJ. <laughs> talking about MJ, Michael Jackson. A little overrated. Um, oh, God. Sorry I, I, you. You know, I hope you enjoyed the sounds. The dog snoring in the back. Him biting my shoes. <laughs> us arguing over at Michael Jackson. It's, it's fun, guys. I let you in. I want to let you in. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to be a family. Last time, I seen I look. I got like five viewers. You know. Thing. I know. I was like picking up seven days. Let's get it to 10. Let's get it to 12. Let's get it to 20. Let's get this ball rolling. I got some good ideas yeah, for tell this. tell your friends. Tell all your friends. They don't support me. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean the listeners. Like, oh. <laughs> if, they, if you listen to this, I'll choose you over my friends. All right, guys. Thank you for listening.